1: Sunday at Soldier Field, the Bears had a chance to get to 500, finish their sweep of the AFC West, and establish themselves as a team to be reckoned with for the remainder of the 2015 campaign. Did the Bears accomplish their goal, or did they fall short once again? All of this plus bear up and bear down on the Week 11 Review episode of The Chicago Bears Review. promised here i am on sunday night barely five hours removed from the disappointment that was the bears and the broncos earlier this afternoon what's going on everybody liberty back the week 11 review episode of the chicago bears review and um as you will hear me express um in the knee-jerk reactions and throughout this show because basically like i promised this show is basically a uh An entire knee-jerk reaction because it's still fresh. We're still picking at the wound, seeing highlights and what went wrong and so on and so forth. It's just, uh, oh, God, damn it. It sucks. They really, really should have won this damn game. They really should have. And what's disappointing to me is actually some of you, some of you out there saying, I'm okay with this loss. I am not. I am absolutely not okay with this loss because we should have won the game. Despite the fact that Alshon Jeffrey, and don't get me started on goddamn Alshon Jeffrey. Um, Alshon Jeffrey did not play. Eddie Royal did not play. Well, he's hurt, so we weren't exactly, you know, but Jeffrey again with the injuries. Uh, Matt Forte didn't play. Okay, fine. Um, you know, we still had Langford, we had Kadim Carey, um, and everything else. So we were shorthanded on offense. And if there was ever a game where we needed Alshon Jeffrey, This was it. This was it. We needed him and his long, you know, his wingspan and his capable hands and everything jumping up, winning us a few jump balls to get the ball down the field against this defense. If there was a game we needed him, this was it. Now, I don't know if we're saving him for Green Bay or whatever the case may be. Same thing with Forte, possibly, or whatever, okay? But we needed him today, and he wasn't there for us. So, just to give you a preview bear down alshon jeffrey all right we needed him today he wasn't there for us so screw him right now um see this is this is what knee-jerk reactions sound like uh when it's still this is why i wait a day to do the show so i don't because uh, anyway we should have won the game we did um the defense definitely came to play uh and it didn't all at the same time. Uh, I've gotten suggestions today to give the entire defense uh, a bear up. No. No one on defense is getting a bear up today. Not a single person on that unit, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why right now. To hell with it. The entire defense played well. They played solid. They only allowed 17 points against a very good uh, Denver Bronco uh, team. However, they didn't step up when they needed to. There were so many times in this game, you'll hear me talk about it in Knee Jerk Reactions, so many times in this game we needed them to get off the field. Third downs, especially. The Broncos were, they they were, I don't know, at least half their third downs, at least whatever it was. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up here uh, real quick. Their, their third downs, we couldn't get them off the damn field. And there were so many times that we needed to, and we just couldn't do it. Um, their third downs... Where are they? Third down, third down, third down. Six of 14. So nearly half their third down opportunities, the Broncos got a first down and were able to extend drives where we could have changed field position. You hear me talk about this in the first quarter knee-jerk reaction? It, it, It was a theme throughout the game. When you're playing a defense like we were playing today against the Broncos, when they're as stingy as they are, not just with points but with yards on top of it, You got to get them off the field as soon as you possibly can, especially when they're deep in their own territory because that means, you know, when they kick the ball to you, it's, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about here, okay? It was going to be a field position battle. It was going to be very important throughout the game. The Bears lost the field position game for the majority of the football game, okay? Constantly deep in our own territory, having to go the length of the field to try to get points, uh, on the board, even if they just wanted to go for a field goal, they would still have to gain 50, 60 yards to get in range uh, for the field goal. That's the kind of thing that was happening to the Bears all day today. It's not that they were having so much trouble moving the ball, which they did at times, which is to be expected against the number one defense in the NFL, and when your offense is shorthanded to begin with. But if you're just constantly killing yourselves by allowing the Broncos to get towards midfield the 34 the 35 the 40 the 50 yard line before they have to punt pinning us deep back in our own territory every time the defense had an opportunity to cut that short they blew it every single time they did not get themselves off of the field when we needed them to to help out the offense that is why no one on defense is getting a bear down today or bear up today they're not getting bear downs but they're not getting a bear up either they played solid. They played a good game. Five sacks from the defense. Outstanding. Not one turnover, though. So bear down for the no turnovers. Five sacks, bear up. No turnovers, bear down. See how it cancels itself out? Solid. Only 17 points. Fantastic job. Bear up. Couldn't get them off the field when we needed them to to help out the offense with the field position battle. Bear down. So the defense kind of cancels it out. No one gets a bear up or a bear down on defense, okay? They played well, but I can't award them, I can't reward them for the performance that they gave because they didn't step up when we needed them to. They couldn't step up. They had the chance over and over again. They blew it just about every single time. So no way the defense gets a bear up from me. No one on defense gets one. No one. So yeah, so that's where I'm at right now. That's... That is, uh, you know, that's why they, That's why no one on defense is, is getting one. Um, they played well, no denying that. Absolutely. They, they did a great job. But like I said, they had opportunities to take control of the football game. I mean, even if it didn't mean getting turnovers, which they didn't, there were no uh, penalties on the defense today, another outstanding thing. Um, but, you know, like I said, whenever we had an opportunity to stop them, Third and long, third and short, whatever the case may be, we fell short every single time, every time. And uh, you know, when when it mattered, that's when the Bears uh, seemed to, to to when when the Broncos imposed their will on us. That's basically what it was. And in those situations, that's where we saw why the Broncos were seven and two, and why the Bears were four and five. So why the why the Broncos are a team that's looking to stay in their spot in the in the AFC West and try to maintain with the with the the Patriots and the Bengals and such in the AFC to try to get that home field advantage and stuff and why the Bears are on the outside looking in why we're still being viewed upon as a rebuilding or a reloading project instead of a team that's ready to win now so obviously we're not ready to win now or we would have won this game the Bears are 4 and 3 in their last 7 games and a strong argument could be made that we should have won them all We should have won every single one of these games. Uh, You know, Detroit and Minnesota, don't get me started on those. And then obviously today's game, um, you know, we should have come away with the win uh, on that one. So what do you say we go ahead and let's dive right into the uh, knee-jerk reactions? Just giving up – let's serve it up with the the first quarter.
2: Knee-jerk reaction to the first quarter of the Bears and the Broncos and (sighs) – Broncos got off to a fast start on their first drive. The bears went three and out on theirs to kick things off, uh, today, kind of to be expected considering the defense that we're going up against. But in that first drive for the Broncos, it, it it felt like the Detroit game all over again, where you come in you're saying that, you know, with the lions being down with them being out their backs against the walls, you want to keep them there. You don't want to give them any reason to get a kind of rhythm going to get any kind of confidence. You know, So the same thing applying to Brock Osweiler, his first start on the road, hostile territory and so on. And the bears, um, you know, giving up uh, chunks on, on the ground against the 29th rushing team in the NFL. Uh, also, a big play uh, from Demarius Thomas, a 48 yard touchdown uh, reception, you know, it made it, made it easy for the Broncos on that very first drive, the second drive, different story. We've sacked Brock Osweiler twice on this drive. Uh, The only negative about the drive going into the end of the first quarter is that we had a chance to change the field position, which is going to be very, very important in this game. We had a chance. We pinned the Broncos back after our second drive stalled around midfield. We had the Broncos inside deep their own territory. Then on third and 12, we give up a draw play for 13 yards and that changed things. We finally got the Broncos. We've sacked Osweiler twice on this last drive the pass rush looking much much better uh on the second drive than it did on the first we're actually getting after it uh, a little bit better but um you know the broncos have the football they're at midfield it is third down so we'll see if we can bottle them up both the bears are down seven nothing and um you know it's going to be a field position game especially for the offense going up against this top defense <laughs>
1: So, you hear a little bit of it. The field position battle being lost by the Bears, especially on that last drive of the first quarter by the Broncos. We had them third and 12. From their own like 25 or something like that, really could have helped us out if we'd have stopped them short there. But instead, they go on a draw play and they get 13, 14 yards on the play, and that changed everything. They ended up punting. I was actually wrong. They it was fourth down. They were waiting to punt to start the second quarter, but they were at midfield when they did it. So of course, the Bears in their first possession were starting from deep in their own tor- in their own territory, the 20 yard line at best uh, in that particular uh, situation. So that's what I'm talking about there. Uh, the second quarter, however, was a little bit more successful. The Bears drew a little bit closer. They were able to get some points on the board, but, of course, not the points that we needed.
2: knee so. reaction to the second quarter. The Bears and the Broncos. A little bit better for the Bears offensively. Two scoring drives uh, in, the, uh, in the quarter. Uh, resulting in two Robbie gold field goals, one from 46, the other from 37, uh, making it a seven to six ball game. But right here at the end of the, uh, at at the end of the second quarter, uh, the bears um, bent a little too much on the offensive side or defensive side. I should say with um, the Broncos uh, driving the length of the field, essentially, they, they went from one end of the field uh, to the other and uh, you know, They couldn't get it into the end zone, thank God, but they did get the field goal as time expires uh, before the half. The big problem there, the Bears had a few opportunities on third down to to get the Broncos off the field and and weren't able to to do it. Uh, The big mishap of the second quarter was not so much a play itself, but a missed opportunity. Uh, for the bears after the second Robbie go field goal, the, the kick returner for the Broncos lets the ball bounce in the end zone and it takes a bear bounce. It, it landed in the end zone, then bounced back out of the end zone. He was able to get to it just in time, but the bears were already there on top of him, stuffed him at like the two yard line. The bears were able to hold serve, uh, on defense. Got a got a great punt uh, from from the Broncos where Mariani catches the football at the 48 yard line. The Bears were not standing, starting the, the ball in Bronco territory, weren't able to do anything, did nothing on that drive. Where we, at the very least, with the short field, all it needed was was a first down, and Robbie Gold could have kicked the field goal to give us the lead. We do nothing with it. We give the ball back to the. Uh, ended up giving the ball back to the Broncos, and and what and there you are, but. Uh, uh, you know, it's only 10-6 to 6 right now, uh, definitely still in this ball game, but field position once again going to be a big factor in the second half, and the Bears need to buckle down on defense, maybe take a few more chances trying to blitz uh, Osweiler. The Bears didn't come after him at all on this last drive where he basically drove the length of the field. Before this drive, he only had about 80 yards passing, most of which he got on the first drive of the football game, and then, you know, he was able to chip his... way against the defense now all of a sudden he's got 140 yards going in at the half so uh we need to uh you know improve our abilities to uh to shut them down on defense and of course uh we need to score a touchdown on offense so we've been mistake free so far so we're doing great there but uh really need to take advantage of the broncos and and get after them in the second half
1: (laughs) Playing mistake-free football. That was pretty much the only reason we were still in the game at that point. No touchdown, no interceptions, no fumbles, and no penalties. Didn't have one throughout the entire game. First time that's happened to the Bears in nearly 20 years. December of 1995. The last time the Bears had a penalty-free game against the Eagles. And uh you know you heard me talk about it you heard me mention it the bears need to buckle down uh on defense it was really really frustrating going into this game knowing that we're facing the 29th ranked rush offense in the nfl to watch them run all over us the way that they did from time to time now granted if there's a weakness the bears have on defense we're 24th against the run uh this year but uh you know, we were also twenty fourth against the run when we played against Todd Gurley last week and we shut him down no problem. So uh, you know, not really understanding what the difference was considering that the Broncos offensive line hasn't been very good this year. And you know, I just couldn't figure out what the problem was. Maybe it was that zone scheme we were that we were, that we were having trouble with. I don't know. But Uh, You know, when Ronnie Hillman, who's an absolute nobody, runs for over 100 yards uh, against us and we shut down a superstar like Todd Gurley, it really makes you wonder what the hell is going on. Uh, on the defensive side. But that was the big reason why. And and the Broncos weren't running for a yard here, two yards there like Todd Gurley was. He was running for five yards, four yards, three yards, eight yards, getting first downs on things like that. And when it wasn't him, then it was C.J. Anderson who in relief duty had almost 60 yards rushing by himself. So it was extremely frustrating, and that was the main reason. And, and, you know, you heard me mention I I wish that we would go after Osweiler with the blitz a little bit more. I think the reason that we didn't was because – we didn't want to get, uh, we didn't want to leave a huge hole in in the in the second level uh, for a run uh, run play. So like you know, we weren't run blitzing them either, which I really would have loved to see uh, as well. What Fangio would have been able to dial up there. So that was frustrating to watch. I mean, and that was the most frustrating part. I mean, it's one thing when a defense can, when an offense can pick you apart through the passing game. Um, But it's another and even more frustrating when they can impose their will on you uh, in the the run game, especially when you know that throughout the season they've struggled mightily running the football. They had like 86 yards a game on the ground is what they were averaging coming in, and I think they finished the game with like 170 yards yards rushing uh, in the game uh, today. So it was just... uh, enormously, enormously frustrating to see. Yeah, 170 right on the nose uh, is what they finished with the game. And the the Bears, ironically, finished with 86 yards rushing today, which is, yeah, go figure that one out. Uh, Jeremy Langford, a virtual non-factor in the football game. Uh, Not exactly the biggest surprise in the world considering, you know, the Broncos. The Broncos are a legit number one defense, so it's not just the statistic that the Broncos are hanging it on to. They are a legit number one defense for sure so this was going to be an uphill battle for the bears to begin with but like i said the way that you do that is you play mistake-free football which we did for the most part and you got to win the field position battle and we lost every single time we had a chance to get an edge we blew it one way or the other and you heard me talk about it there in the second quarter knee-jerk reaction the bears couldn't cap, you know, capitalize on the mistake, and then they couldn't capitalize on it. They the guy lets the ball bounce in the end zone and then it bounces away from him, like it bounced, you know, backwards out of the end zone. He's able to recover it, but we stomp him at the two yard line. We 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 cut him short on defense, and then uh after the punt, we're starting inside Bronco territory. We go three and out. We don't move an inch on that drive. I mean, talk about a missed opportunity there. Even if we just put another field goal on the board, you know, those are points obviously we would have needed at the end of the game. But instead, here we are with this grand opportunity. All we need is one first down, and we're in field goal range, and we couldn't pull it off. We absolutely could not do it. The Bears come away with nothing on that drive. That's the kind of stuff that you're talking about here. That's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. That's uh, that's that's Those are reasons why the Bears uh, lost the game. So, I mean... You know that's what's uh, extremely frustrating. So, but in the second half, the third quarter was a much more solid quarter for the for the Bears. Uh, not so much on offense, but definitely uh, on defense, as the Broncos came away with nothing on the, uh, as far as points in the, in the third quarter. Yep.
2: Knee jerk reaction after the third quarter: the Bears and the Broncos and. You know what? It was a solid quarter for the Bears. No points allowed by the defense. We had a goal line stand there, uh, right there, towards the end of the uh, uh, at the end of the fourth quarter. Uh, You know, the Broncos go for it on fourth and one from about the two and we stuff them, uh, thanks to Brock Osweiler's Osweiler's big, awkward feet. He actually tripped up uh, Ronnie Hillman, and it it helped the Bears slow him down and stop him uh, short. Um, Got our best drive of the game easily on that particular uh, play. We started at our own two, got it all the way down to the 19-yard line before the drive stalls. They had to settle for another Robbie Gold field goal uh, there right before the end of the uh the quarter you know the, the Bears had their first turnover of the game uh, Jay threw an interception uh trying to get to Marquise Wilson uh Trevathan or Trevathan the linebacker stepped in front of it uh good coverage on his part uh there it was a mistake that uh, it actually was the the drive that the Bears stuffed at the goal line was how that one ended so no harm no foul uh there it's just the Bears really struggling to, to get anything going against this Bronco defense and you know the Bears are, are doing the bend but don't break thing on the defensive side themselves holding the Broncos to 10 points in the first three quarters but you know we, we got to do something here we got to get a we got to force a turnover we got to force a mistake out of Osweiler we have to change field position uh, somehow to be able to get the Bears because now we just need a field goal to take the game that's all we need uh, at this points so we got to get the broncos off of the field because they're doing this thing where it's like eventually they slow down they they peter out they have to give the ball back but that's after we give up a couple of first downs and let them get the football down and and change field position so the bears have to go the length of the field uh to, to to score so we need to uh stop the broncos they're at the 40 yard line and uh got to get the ball back
1: so the defense did step up in that one occasion the one occasion on the goal line, and like I said, we we had to thank uh, Brock Osweiler's big goofy feet more than anything uh, for for being able to do it because it tripped up Ronnie Hillman, or else he probably would have had a decent head of steam to try to at least push the ball past the. Uh, the, the goal line or, you know, at least it was fourth and one. They were on the two trying to get a first down. He, he may have at least gotten enough to get a first down. But instead, uh, we we've, we uh, were able to step up and hold him short, get the ball back and, and 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 so on and turn that that drive. Like I said, we went the length of the field, kicked the field goal there. But, you know, going into the fourth quarter, that's when the frustrations began once again because the Bears lost the fourth quarter again. Uh, you know, like they had the, the, the lead going against Minnesota uh, in the fourth quarter. They had, uh, you know, they were in striking distance against the uh, against the Broncos. The, uh, the turnover that Jay, the interception that he threw uh, there in the fourth quarter, like I said, it was kind of a no harm, no foul thing because the Broncos came away with, with nothing. If anything, it just cost the Bears time on the clock, but it was in the third quarter, so it wasn't in a prime position uh, of the football game. Uh, as far as uh, you know, being critical and, and things like that, it, and the Broncos didn't use up a big chunk of time or turn that into a nine-minute drive or or anything like that. So it really was a no harm, no foul type uh, type situation uh, in that particular instance. Um, but in, in the fourth quarter, it was it was more the same. It was the same frustration levels over and over again. We got to get them off the field. We got to get the ball back in the offense's hands you know to give ourselves a shot at this thing and i'm gonna let i'm gonna play the fourth quarter knee-jerk reaction because i'm gonna save my comments for afterwards but there was a decision made in the fourth quarter that i fully 100 percent support and i'm sure you all know what i'm talking about but here's my knee-jerk reaction to talk about the moment and how i felt about the loss overall (laughs)
2: yeah. <laughs> Knee-jerk reaction to the fourth quarter, the Bears and the Broncos, and uh, it's a disappointing one. The Bears, uh, the Bears, should have won this goddamn game. They, they really should have. Um, You know, the Broncos did nothing. They did nothing special throughout this game. Brock Osweiler did nothing special in this game. Um, The the one thing that was mega frustrating, I mean, just to the point of just maddening, uh, just the way that the Bears could not hold when it mattered, the Broncos were, I think six of 13, seven of 13 on third down, uh, just anytime they really needed one, they were able to get it one way, uh, or the other, just the, the deficiencies on defense, uh, being able to just flat out stop the Broncos is why we lost the game, uh, in the fourth quarter. What's going to be talked about is the decision of, uh, of John Fox to, uh, the, the Bears got the ball down to about the five, four or five yard line earlier in the fourth quarter. They went for it on fourth and goal uh, instead of taking the uh, the field goal. We were still down 17 to nine at that point, and we we're you know wanted to tie the game. And John Fox was thinking like I was thinking. You know, our offense hasn't been able to move the ball very well. We're inside the five-yard line. We've got to take the chance while we have it. And uh, I agreed with the call. Uh, I got a text message from a couple of people, and I've been tweeted more than once that, um, you know, it was – Not the right call. It absolutely was the right call. It was the right call. At the time, in the moment, it was the right call. That's what we had to do. We had to go for it because our offense, we didn't know if our offense was going to be able to get back down there again. So we had to take the chance to score a touchdown while we could. You know, If it was fourth and five from the 20, yeah, absolutely kick the field goal. But at that point, no way go for it, go for the end zone, go for the points, and uh, we we came up short uh, on that. Um, and then uh, the Bears were able to actually um, get the ball back from the Broncos with less than two minutes to go. We drove the length of the field. We scored a touchdown from Jeremy Lankford to make it 17-15. We go for two, decide that we want to try to run the ball again instead of trying to pass it. And uh, T.J. Ward, Don't get me started on TJ Ward because I'm still pissed off that, that Phil Emery didn't try to sign. T.J. Ward, honestly. And this is, to me, is is just, you know, like being smacked in the face with the fact that we could have signed this guy, and we didn't. And here he was, you know, he killed us all day long. All day long. T.J. Ward, thorn in our side, thorn in our side, thorn in our side. Comes across the line of scrimmage, unblocked, tackles Jeremy Langford as he's trying to run up the middle uh, for the two-point play. Uh, I don't think he would have made it either way, but T.J. Ward was the main reason why he didn't. The Bears come up short and of course Robbie Gold for all the great that he does kicking field goals and as clutch as he is Probably the worst onside kicker in the history of the NFL. I mean, the guy they said before the kick was 0 for 15 with uh, onside kicks. Now he's 0 for 16 uh, with it. The Bears come up short, 17 to 15, the final score in a game we absolutely, absolutely should have had. We should have had this one. Like I said, the Broncos did nothing. The Broncos did nothing. If they play a better team than the Bears, they get their asses kicked in this game 100% percent so uh, we should have won the game and we didn't we got to go to um, uh, Green Bay on on short notice with a loss in our pocket and we'll see how that goes
1: <laughs> so there you have it I am in 100% support of the John Fox decision okay hindsight obviously it's the wrong call because they didn't score if he gets it, then he's a genius. In the moment, it was the absolute right decision because, like I said, I thought the way that John, that I, you know, my, John Fox was thinking what I was thinking. And as a matter of fact, he proved it when I started reading some of the, the summaries of the game. John Fox, and I quote, you know, we hadn't made many trips down to the end zone. We hadn't scored touchdowns. It had been kind of a field goal game. At that point in the game, we felt that was going to maybe be our last opportunity. So we were aggressive, So we were aggressive and came up short on fourth and four. That's absolutely right. We hadn't made many trips into the, you know, into the red zone or to be able to score touchdowns. We're there. Fourth and four, it's, you know, we're in the middle of the fourth quarter. When are we going to have a chance to be down here again? You got to take the opportunity while you have it. That's the risk of going on, going for it on fourth down. It was absolutely the right call for Fox to go in there and try to get the touchdown and be aggressive. You know, it's. It wasn't the spot to take the points. It just wasn't. Hindsight, yes, those three points would have helped us win the game, God forbid. But it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And, you know, we came up short. But it was absolutely the right call. It was the right call. With the way the game was going, not knowing that we were going to be able to get the football back or anything like that, we had to take the shot while we had it. And we did. We came up short. But, um you know, it was the right call. I'll defend that to my grave. That was absolutely the right call uh, for Fox to make in that moment it was It was the right call, one hundred percent so it was just um, you know and the worst of it, obviously, aside from the points, is the you know the Broncos have to start at their own four yard line and try to get the ball you know down the field and and, and whatnot but um <sighs> So, I mean, that was it, you know, and then you heard me talk about deficiencies on defense and and how we we just didn't answer the call, just didn't answer the call when it was needed the most. When it was needed the most, we came up short. Uh, You know, we, we allowed the Broncos to make the plays that would extend drives and get them further down the field and change the field position, even if they didn't score. If they ended up punting, instead of punting from their 20 and we're getting it close to midfield, they're kicking from midfield and we're lucky if we're getting a touchback and we're starting at our own 20 and and so on and so forth. That's what it was like for the Bears today. They had to constantly climb uphill uh, against this uh, Bronco defense because our defense couldn't help us out and get us off the field in time to be able to uh you know to make the fake the, the wind the field position battle to play on the short fields that's how Indianapolis and Kansas City were able to do it especially Kansas City last week they forced a bunch of turnovers uh, against Peyton and company uh, last week and we're playing on short fields and that's how they managed to put 29 points on the board they had five field goals in there but they kicked five field goals because they had the opportunity to do so playing on Denver's half of the field for the majority of the game Uh, last week instead the bears were playing the majority of the football game on their side of the field and and constantly trying to you know get close into field goal range to put points on the board and it just didn't happen uh today so uh, we did have one major turnover that killed us uh, in the fourth quarter. Uh, Von Miller did a uh, a strip sack of Cutler that was initially ruled an interception. but upon further review, when you go back and you look at it, it was one of those where uh, Cutler hadn't thrown the ball yet he hadn't he had you know had the throwing motion back and that 's when Miller hit him. When you do that that 's a fumble so it ended up being a fumble credited to Cutler instead of a another interception but um you know, that was – uh, it was a thing. You know, it was – you got to give credit to to Wade Phillips, the coordinator uh, on defense for the, uh, for the Broncos. Um, all game, all game long, he had uh, Von Miller matched up against Kyle Long, and Kyle Long was a stud, handled Von Miller all day long. Uh, you hadn't heard from Von Miller all day. Then we throw Von Miller over to the other side against Charles Leno, and he comes off the edge and rips the ball out of Cutler's hands. Killed what was what was shaping up to be a promising drive. The Bears were at midfield, um, you know, having moved from deep in their own territory to about midfield when that uh, when that fumble uh, occurred. So it was uh, that was uh, that was a heartbreaker that one. So um, you know, and then you know, there in the fourth quarter, moving the ball down the field. And what was hilarious about how the Bears are moving down the ball down the field. Uh, even in those tense moments where you're, you're, you know, you're really hoping the Bears can pull this thing off. I'm sitting here on the couch and I'm laughing my ass off because the most prolific uh, receiver in the football game today was the defensive secondary of the Denver Broncos because they gave up like 100 plus yards in pass interference penalties on Martellus Bennett alone. They had four. Four pass interference penalties on Martellus Bennett that allowed the Bears to move the ball uh, down the field in huge chunks. So Bennett actually only finished the game with two catches for 26 yards, and we'll talk about him a little bit later on. But, uh, you know, he was, uh, you know... He was the reason. I mean, the Broncos are going after him because he was supposed to be Alshon Jeffrey today. He's six foot seven. He's the guy with the tall, the long, you know, the wingspan, the the huge catch radius, and and whatnot. And so he was going to be the guy that that Jay wanted to focus on. Uh, today throughout the passing game because we didn't have anybody else you know essentially marquise wilson stepped up and had a decent game uh today josh bellamy made a play or two here and there but that was uh you know like i said if there was a game we needed alshon jeffrey where we needed him this was the one and you know i don't know the severity of his injury i'm just pissed that he's hurt again you know i'm not sitting here telling him to gut it out and get his ass in there i'm pissed that he's hurt again that's that's what i'm upset about so um you know, when he's on the field, he's proving every single day why it is we should we should extend him and give him his money so we can keep him in a bear uniform in 2016 and beyond. But when he's missed literally half the season uh, with injuries, he's also is like, do we really want to sign this guy? I mean, is it really worth the six games a year that he's going to give us that we're going to have to pay him 12 million a year or whatever it is going to cost to keep him in a uniform uh, next year? So that's the the that's the frustrating. Uh, part with uh, with Jeffrey so you know so we were able to move the ball down the field we get it into the end zone on the run and then it it was it turns out that the two-point play was a called pass it was called a pass uh, going in uh, in the huddle and when they got to the line of scrimmage and tell me and stop me if this sounds familiar but uh, there was an audible called that changed it to a run And somebody missed the call. Now, this (laughs) sounds very much like Chris Conte giving away the NFC North crown back in 2013 by being the one person on the entire defense that didn't get the audible on defense and therefore let Randall Cobb run behind him wide open for a touchdown. Um, But, um, you know, in this case, it was Martellus Bennett missed the call and went out for the pattern that he was supposed to run on the pass play that was called in the huddle which, of course, he runs right by TJ Ward, who runs into the backfield untouched and tackles Jeremy Langford from behind. Now, I don't know what Langford's chances of scoring would have been had somebody actually blocked TJ Ward because the middle of the line of scrimmage was pretty clogged up there, so I don't know what would have happened. Maybe it would have been one of those we move the pile and the pile scores a touchdown type situations. It didn't really look like it was, but Having T.J. Ward catch uh, Langford from behind the way that he did or clipping his, his legs out from under him like that certainly did not help the situation. It killed the play and lost us the game. That was the play that lost us the game uh, You know, at, at the end there. So uh, Martellus Bennett did not get the audible call. Uh, he went out for an out pattern or whatever he was supposed to run instead of blocking, which is what is his responsibility would have been on the run play, and uh, there you have it. The The two-point play is blown. The Bears lose um, in a game that uh, they should have won. They absolutely should have won the game. So anyway, that is the uh, – those are the knee-jerk reactions. This is me doing the review here, and I think I'm done. I think that's all I have. Um, yeah, because I would just be repeating myself if I went uh, any further. So that's the review of the Week 11 game between the Bears and the Broncos. What do you say we go ahead and wrap things up with everybody's favorite segment, Bear Up, Bear Down? As I said earlier... No one from defense gets a bear up or a bear down uh, for that matter. So, I mean, there's no one really that I feel is most responsible for not being able to stop the run uh, on Sunday against the Broncos, which turned out to be the Achilles heel of the game for the Bears uh, on defense. They could not stop the run against the 29th rush offense in the NFL. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's that's what's more frustrating is to watch them pound it down our throats like that, and we know that there are only three teams in the league worse than them at doing that, and they were managing, you know, to to just hand it to us. It makes me, makes me fear and cringe at what uh, Eddie Lacy and uh, James Starks are going to do to us on on Thursday night uh, in the in the Packer game. Um, so you know, like I said, no bear ups or bear downs on the defensive side um you know well, like i detailed in the beginning they canceled each other out five sacks bear up no turnovers bear down you know we, we were pretty good against the uh against the pass for the most part bear up we couldn't stop the run to save our lives bear down so you know stopped them on the goal line uh you know in the third quarter that's uh you know probably what kept us in the game right into the end bear up could not stop them from converting on third down which lost us the field position battle making it a uphill battle for our offense pretty much every single time they got the ball bare down so you, you 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 get the idea with the defense uh, nobody stood out to me uh, you know I got a, a nomination or two for say McClellan he didn't stand out for me so I can't uh, I can't endorse that and I'm just pissed at the defense overall so nobody's getting anything from me uh, on the defensive uh, Side so, but let's talk about who did get awards uh, this week. On the bear upside, there was two guys that stood out for me. Number one, Marquise Wilson, four catches, 102 yards receiving for Marquise Wilson. Makes you wonder where the hell this guy has been. You know why we haven't been able to get him more involved in the game. Uh, you know, with an impact like that, you'd think that we'd be able to take an, take advantage of him when Alshon is in the game not making him our number one receiver when Alshon is injured and, you know, Eddie Royal is out and things like that. Um, you know, hopefully we'll see more of him on Thursday, you know, maybe focus on him a bit more. I mean, he's a tall receiver. He's six foot four, you know, so he's got to have a pretty decent wingspan and a catch radius and, you know, and whatnot. So we need to, to get after him a little bit more, but, you know, not only did he make those catches, but he made big catches. He had a 38 yarder 2 29 yard catches, you know, and so on. So I mean, whenever he caught the ball, he was, is making big plays uh, today so I mean we just didn't get him the ball enough to uh, to make an impact he had like one catch for two yards last week uh, against the Rams and he comes back this week four catches for 102. so bear up to Marquise Wilson the other bear up award I, I had to go with Kyle Long just because you know it really wasn't so much that I noticed Kyle Long was doing something it's that I noticed Kyle Long wasn't allowing someone else to be noticed in the game, and that was Von Miller. He was lined up against Kyle Long for the majority of the football game. He is their best pass rusher, and with DeMarcus Ware out of the game uh, today, he was their, their main pass rusher. He was the one guy that we had to worry about, and when, when he was lined up for the majority of the game over Kyle Long, he was a non-factor. You forgot Von Miller was even in the game. That's, that's how you do that. And so Kyle Long did an outstanding job today against Von Miller, one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, and a guy that I hope is on our team next year. I hope that really does happen. I hope that the Bears are able to woo him away, and that uh, he's you know too expensive for the Broncos to try to bring him back. So, um, you know, but outstanding job from from Kyle Long uh, this week against uh, one of the best pass rushers in football, uh, making him a non-factor in the game except for the one play that he wasn't lined up over. Kyle Long blows right by uh, Charles Leno and, and gets the strip sack on, on Jay that, uh, that killed what, what, was pro- what was building up to be a good-looking drive uh, for the Bears. So those are the two bear-ups that I could think of. I couldn't think of anybody else that deserved one. Uh, bear down candidates, um, Jeremy Langford, um, Not so much playing a bad game, but like I said, against that defense, 14 carries for 25 yards and a touchdown he did have the touchdown only caught three balls for like 17 yards in today's game so he was a non-factor uh in in the game and uh you know I just chalked that up to you know that's how good Denver's defense is because Jeremy Langford didn't play poorly uh, or anything like that uh, I just he just wasn't allowed to get going that's all this week uh, Kadeem Carey actually ran the ball a little bit better than him but he left the game early uh with a concussion or you know, with a sus- suspected concussion, um, uh, I think sometime in the uh, in the third uh, quarter. So that's like one of the candidates that I have, uh, who actually did get nominated for a bear down this week. Martellus Bennett, two catches, twenty six yards, and you know, one of those at least one, at least one of those pass interference penalties. It's actually, the one that I that I would consider pass interference the least was the one that hit him in the hands. He should have caught the damn ball anyway. And there were, you know, up to that point, the ball had been thrown to him four times. He'd only caught one, and the other two hit him on the hands, and the fourth one was the pass interference. It's just, it's just an atrocious, atrocious game uh, from, from Bennett, from somebody that we rely on who statistically, because Alshon can't stay healthy, who statistically is still the leading receiver on the football team. Because Matt Forte has been out the last three weeks, because Alshon Jeffrey can't stay healthy, Martellus Bennett, once again, is our leading receiver uh, this year. So um, he is not playing like that this year uh he is not playing very well especially for a guy that's thinking that he should get a contract extension and get a bunch more money on things like that he's not playing like somebody who deserves it right now he just isn't uh he did not have a good game uh today uh we were able to use him as bait for the denver secondary to draw pass interference penalties if he'd have caught any of those passes he'd have had like 150 yards receiving uh today but instead uh You know, he was there, and, and, um, you know, there were some definite pass interference penalties uh, against him. Uh, He got past uh, one of the defenders who decided to try to tackle him before he caught the ball. There was a pass interference penalty uh, trying to get there when they're not turning around trying to get at the football. Another pass interference penalty uh, and so on. But he had an opportunity to make more plays uh, than he did, and he came up short just about every single time. So really could have used Martellus Bennett today. And he did not step up uh, for the Bears. Uh, The only other person that I put on the list, I don't really feel good about having him on the list, but Adam Gase with the play selection in the red zone. This has been a problem for us all year long. So maybe it's not the play calling, maybe it's the execution, whatever the case may be, you know, I got to put that on you. You're the coach. You're the guy in charge of the offense. And if we're not getting it done one way or the other, whether it's your play calling or the fact that we're not executing that play, those plays on the field, that falls under your umbrella. So I got to give him the bear down this week because points were at a premium and we didn't get enough uh, this week. And, um, you, know, uh, you know, actually, you know what, I'm going to go back. Bear up to John Fox for that call on fourth down. That's how strongly I feel about it. That's how I, that strongly I feel that that was the right call in the moment at the time. You know, how many of you out there thought the Bears would have a chance to get the ball back and go the length of the field and score a touchdown again? Because I sure as hell didn't. Was I the only one watching the game? There was no way. That was absolutely the right call for John Fox to make. The only thing that makes it the wrong call is that we didn't convert. We didn't get the touchdown. That's what made it the wrong call. Hindsight makes it the wrong call. At the time, you absolutely go for it. In that situation, with the way the game had been going up to that point, there was no other way for John Fox to go. The taking the points was not the right move. We had to go for it on fourth down. Take the opportunity while, while it was there to take and try to put the the touchdown on the board. We came up short. It's unfortunate. We had a chance later on in the game to tie it, but, you know, hindsight says the field goal that we could have kicked at that point probably would have won us the game, but it didn't go down that way, guys. We had to go for the touchdown when we had the opportunity to, and we just came up short. That's also another one. You know, Adam Gase, I don't know what the hell we were calling on that fourth down play, but it sure as hell did not work out. So there you have it. So those are my thoughts those are my Bear Up, Bear Down uh, awards uh, this week. And that's going to do it for the Week 11 Review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. Come back on Wednesday. Wednesday night, we will have the Week 12 preview episode of the Chicago Bears Review, our impending battle with the Green Bay Packers on Thursday night football, the main event of the Thanksgiving games. There's, uh, who is it, Dallas and... Um, Dallas and Carolina in the afternoon and things get kicked off in the morning with Detroit and Philadelphia uh, starting off uh, of the game and then the Bears in the main event on NBC on Sunday night football on Thursday night with the Bears and the Packers. It's uh, Brett Favre Jersey retirement night. Brett Favre kissing and making up with the Green Bay faithful, and I hope that the Bears go out there and piss all over that evening. I really, really do. As much as I, as a football fan, as much as I love and respect Brett Favre, I want the Bears to taint this evening and ruin it in Brett Favre's memory for the rest of his life. That's that's what I would like to have happen. That's how badly I want the Bears to win uh, on Thursday, especially since winning this game for Green Bay means. Green Bay ties the the series between the two. I think it's 93, 92, and like six or something like that in favor of the Bears. If we lose, we're all knotted up, uh, you know. And then Green Bay has the chance next season to take over the uh, the series lead when they were down by like thirty games uh, at the beginning of the Brett Favre uh, era. So we got to start uh, distancing ourselves from the Green Bay again. We can't be on the losing end of this of this feud. We just can't. So. Many, many reasons, not to mention the fact that regardless of the fact that Green Bay won again today, which I was actually happy about. I wanted Green Bay. I didn't want Green Bay going into this game on a four-game losing streak. I didn't. Uh, they didn't play so well that they're going to be riding high going into it, and it was a tough game that they had against Minnesota, so maybe they're a little banged up too. Um, you know, I, I just um, – I'm hoping for the best, and, and, and I really want to win this game uh, because the five games that we have, we, we can win all of them. Even at Minnesota, it's it's a winnable game. Um, they've got the 49ers, the Redskins, the Vikings, the Buccaneers, and the Lions after this Green Bay game. And, you know, we should win at least four of these games, at least. So... We'll see. So the Bears sit at 4-6 and six going into that game with Green Bay. Come back on Wednesday. We'll have Evan Western from the Acme Packing Company on SB Nation. He's going to be back with us once again. I'm actually talking to him tomorrow night on Monday uh, to uh, go over this game with Minnesota and how the season has gone thus far, what we're looking forward to on Thursday night, uh, and so on. So it'll be good to have him back. On the show. So come back on Wednesday night for my discussion with Evan Western and the rest of my preview of the Bears and Packers for week number 12. So until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Chicago Bears Review.
0: Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at Squeezed.com. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at.